Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle, and I am your host, the Vibrarian, and I am here to uplift, enlighten, and empower you with information that I think that you will find helpful and uplifting. Every Tuesday, we are here on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio for the Psychic Inside Show. And you can stream this show if you follow our channel on blogtalkradio.com slash the vibrary. And that's T-H-E-V-I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-Y. And I'm here bringing you programming from a variety of places and spaces, trying to help spread the word and enlighten and empower through the airwaves. I would love for you to call in to the shows each week on Tuesday and Thursday. And the, the show line is 646-668-8988. If you want to come on the air at any time, just press the one key that lets me know that you have something that you want to ask or to get on the air, and I'll bring you on as soon as possible. I also have a community of people that I'm gathering together that I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. You can find us with that hashtag, Good Vibe Tribe, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My handle is The Vibrarian, and that's T-H-E-V as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. And I'm out here on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram trying to spread the light that's around. So if I see a picture that I think is awesome or a story or article, something that someone else has shared, I'm out to try to increase the reach of that positivity. So if you see something that you want me to pass along, just let me know, and I'll try to spread the message. We're here to uplift and encourage each other along this journey on a day-to-day basis. And there's so many ways that we can do that through social media and connections, and I'm committed to being a source of positivity and information. I do invite you to come back each week on Tuesdays for the Psychic Inside Show. You can also find this show on iTunes in the iTunes podcast directory, so you can subscribe and listen to the episodes on your daily commute, whether you're in the car, on the train, or in the plane. I'm available plenty of ways for you to catch up, and you can also find old episodes of this show on the Vibrary YouTube channel. You can just search for the Vibrary, and you'll see all of the episodes that we've had on the show before. Now, every Tuesday, the Psychic Inside Show is where I get a chance to sit down and have a conversation with people who have opened up to their psychic gifts and abilities. I believe that everyone is psychic. You just may not know it or recognize it. And my hope is that in hearing the stories of how people went along their journey, that you would also then kind of maybe hit a trigger or something and say, oh, I didn't know that that's what was happening, and a little light will go on for you, and you might start to look at yourself differently and the world around you differently as well. So each week I love to bring people on who can share some insights insights with us. And I will tell you that I'm very excited about my guest tonight. I met him probably over a year ago. He was a reader at a local uh, event that we have here in the Atlanta area called the, uh, the Big Psychic Fair, and it's hosted by Gloria Parker at the Blue Barn up in Roswell on the first weekend of each month. And I've been going there for many, many years and met many, many psychics, but I will tell you 
I never, ever have met psychic brothers. And one day, one of the readers said, you know, my brother gives readings too. You should check him out. His name is Nick. And so after that, I did indeed check him out, and I was introduced to the very wonderful guest that I have this evening, whose name is Nick Lawton. Nick, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. I'm so glad you're here this evening. Well, I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here. Now, I will tell you, everyone, that I have actually um, had readings with Nick, and every uh, few months or so I have events here in the Atlanta area known as the Elevation Stations, which are pop-up events. It's part metaphysical fair, part psychic fair. And Nick was at my very first event early in the winter last year and was one of the readers there, and I got to sit down with him. And I'll tell you, Nick, I recorded that session, as I always do, and I continually refer back to it because in the fullness of time, things make more sense. And I just really appreciated that you came out and offered your gifts and services to people. And I will say what I am finding is that being a male, you are actually outnumbered. I mean, the guests on my show and the readers that I see are probably five to one ladies to gentlemen. And so you are somewhat of a rarity, I guess you would say. And then I also want to bring up that you're rather young. How old are you, Nick? I am uh, 32. I just turned 32 October the 4th. So. Oh, you're a Libra, too. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> I have a ton of Libra friends. My birthday is October 14th, so I'm representing for the scales. I should have known you were a Libra. <laughs> that's right. That's My brother's pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. He's close on that Virgo, right on that Virgo cusp. Yeah. So, you know, when – is this something that the two of you used to play psychic hide-and-seek with each other when you were little kids? Well, I mean, to be honest, it started out, um, you know, I, I I had things happen to me when I was younger. didn't really understand them, and it's kind of funny the older I got it now, I, you know, everything is kind of revealed. But um, I had past life regressions and dreams. Um, you know, my mother had them. My dad had them. Uh, most, you know, my family was always brought to be up to be very open, and you know, we always mm-hmm. um, believed that there was something more. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when we hit around probably around 21 or 22, we went to Casadega, Florida. And um, okay. for a lot of people who don't know who, what Casadega is, it's a it's a psychic mediumship town that's in um, in Florida, and it's the whole small town is nothing but psychics and mediums. It's got a really great energy about the um, the town been around for a while it's right outside of daytona and that was my first real um i guess experience with um with psychic mediumship and my brother kind of drug me down there and after that so you know never, we, we i i that was yeah, your first never, that was your first psychic reading ever was that that at 21 was your psychic first reading ever was about is about 21 or 22 and mm-hmm. uh it, what was so funny about it is that it was really hot. I remember that. It was, you know, I mean, it was like 90 degrees and 90% humidity. And I remember walking, you know, it was kind of strange on there because you just call people and ask them if they're working. And then you go to their home and you have a reading. And I remember, you know, when I got there, uh, you know, my my uncle had just passed not too long before that. My grandfather's had passed. There's some people I wanted to talk to. 
And um, this, <laughs> I went to this psychic medium, and I, I can't remember exactly his full name. Is I think it's like Doctor Zion. And it was the strangest thing because when I got in there, I was pouring sweat, and we went up to the small room, and it's just exactly what you would think that you see in the movies, like a small room <laughs> with lamps and like shades over lamps, and it was just so <laughs> to me, it was just it was like that iconic picture you see in movies. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize is I felt really, really dizzy. And um, and the guy offered me something to drink because you could see that I was pouring sweat. And I drank that, and I was like, I'm feeling really dizzy. I'm like, oh, my Lord, did this guy, you know, spike my drink or something? <laughs> and sure enough, what it was, it was, it was my third eye opening when my, with, wow. with my eyes open. And you can feel it, and like I said, I felt like dizzy. It took me years to figure out that that's what it was, and it was people coming through connecting. And he just hit on yeah. everything. All th- Both of my grandfathers described him to a T told me things that I didn't know that I actually had to go back and ask my father. So, mm-hmm. and then the next day I did a past life regression with one of the, um, you know, cause that was something I'd always, you know, uh, and it was intense. You know, I've always wanted to do past life regression. It was in- and it was mm-hmm. really intense. And as soon as I got out, my brother went in for a past life regression. He was like, ah, man, I want to hear it, but I got to go. I said, okay. So when he got out, we described almost the same past lives and it was one that we were in mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. everything just started clicking, you know. It was like this: this is real. Like this is not a joke. This is not a game. Like this is. It's not possible for these for these people to know this stuff. It's not possible, mm-hmm. or it doesn't seem possible, that you know I described the exact same thing as my brother, and he went in right after me. We didn't talk beforehand. So mm-hmm. you know we started making you know pilgrimages down there, and you know for readings, and you know kind of blown away by a lot of the stuff they told us. And, some came true, some didn't. Um, it's funny when you look back on some of them that my mom had always been into psychic readings, that she had got them since the early 90s. And so if you look back at one of hers with a lady named Elizabeth Barron, that she's passed now, but she was really good. And she was right on everything. <laughs> so there, mm-hmm. I always knew that there had to be something to it. And, you know, as a kid, I was always good at reading people, and so was my brother. Like I could read if somebody mm-hmm. I thought they were a liar, and it was just mm-hmm. that intuition and that instinct was always there. My dad was always really good at it, so was my grandfather. So um, it really ran that 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 kind of intuition, even for males. <laughs> I know you always hear women's intuition, which is very true, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody has it, and we used to always read people really, really well. And that you know, it's just another thing that. You know, let you know that there's there's a lot out there, and it just gradually came. And then my brother took mediumship classes with Carl Woodall, and mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. knew that I had I had to do it. You know, and uh, and I did, and I excelled at it pretty well. And it just you just keep going further and further, and it just kind of blows your mind more and more what's on the other side if you search hard enough for it. Now. When you've had your first um, reading at, at what is it called, Casa del? Casadega, Casadega, Florida. Casa... It's right. It's a tiny okay, little Casadega. town. Yeah, it's 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 got a hell, hell of a spelling to it. <laughs> but um, it's a little tiny little town, and it's a uh, it's a little quaint little town that you'd never know is there unless you search for it. It's got a small hotel there and a um, you know a small auditorium, and it's literally nothing but um, psychics and mediums that live there. So um, I encourage anybody that's around that area to, to stop in for a reading because they're pretty good. They're pretty good psychics down there and mediums. 
That's so interesting. I saw a documentary several years ago, over a decade. It was on HBO, and I think it was titled "No One Dies in Lilydale," and it was about yeah, the Lilydale community. Yep. Yeah, up in upstate New York, and that's the. I guess they said that's the oldest uh, dedicated yeah, community, it but it is not yeah. the only de- dedicated mm-hmm. community to uh you know to be able to go and be immersed in uh you know people who are comfortable with the conversation and are there devoting their entire livelihood then into providing their services that has to be quite a different energy if the psychic fairs oh, are any it's, indication yeah. now, did anyone tell you of... that you were psychic in your visit there did they say you know you're like us no, they never did. Like, I mean, that's kind of funny that you said that because no, that never really happened. Um, and I've um, I've gone to know, and you know this. You know, I've grown, and the more I found out is that literally, I always say that everybody has has ability, and they they might not notice it. They might think believe in nothing but coincidences. But coincidences, there's no such thing as them. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we cross paths in this life and other lives, and we meet people right off the rip that we like. Like mm-hmm. I've looked at people and I could tell I'm going to like that person. And I've also done the exact same mm-hmm. thing saying, you know what? I probably am not going to like this person. Mm-hmm. And, and that mm-hmm. is all of our connections, you know, and it all comes full circle and you all, everybody has that intuition. And sometimes a guess is not really a guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Now, but uh, no, nobody comes ever told me that. <laughs> So when you were kids and you were reading energies from people, did you ever experience anything that you would relate now to mediumship? You know, did you um, ever have any ghostly encounters or awareness of, of, of relatives that were around you that later you were like, oh, that was Uncle So-and-so. I remember as a kid I used to feel, was it anything like that with the mediumship? We had had um, some ghost uh, things happen, and we it was actually kind of funny. I remember uh, 1999, Hurricane Floyd was coming through. It was a Category 5, and everybody when I lived in Charleston was like, we got to get out of town because we remember Hugo. So we left, and we went down to my grandfather's house. And it, my grandfather had passed when I was um, like in 91. And uh, it was my sisters. I had three sisters. They were with us with their boyfriends. They came down. And it was – we were – you know, we stayed up telling stories and stuff like that, and we finally went to sleep. Now, I never actually experienced it, but I knew, always felt that my grandfather – I always felt him in that home. I just always mm-hmm. knew. Sometimes I could feel him literally tucking me in, like pulling the sheets up over me. Mm-hmm. And my brother mm-hmm. felt the same thing. And we and all the kids would always talk about, like, we still feel him here. We know he's here. We just know it. <laughs> my grandfather was a trickster. So anyway, okay. my mom would have uh, people over, like um, for like sleep outs when she was a little girl. He would knock on the the windows and scare them, and just like he always played <laughs> tricks on people. And mm-hmm. he was he was a great granddad, you know. Um, but he, uh, sure enough, that one of the boys was sleeping on the floor, and one of them was sleeping in the bedroom, and one of them was like woke up and was like somebody just walked over, and kind of woke us mm. all up. 
And then the other mm-hmm. one come running out of the back saying that something just laid next to me and laid a big sigh. <laughs> we just all started <laughs> we knew that we knew that it was our grandfather. Um mm-hmm. and that's when I was I was, you know, in my teens. Um I actually probably started I started meditation uh earlier when I was probably in the second grade. And I actually it was almost by accident, Joel, like I had heard my other grandmother that said that she had trouble sleeping, and sometimes I was very restless sleeping, especially as a kid. Um, I'd rock my head back and forth just to try to fall asleep, and so it kind of wore me out. So I tried her mm-hmm. method, and her method was take 10 deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, mm-hmm. out through the mouth. And that's how I start my meditation, and I think that's how a lot of people start. When I do a past life regression mm-hmm. for somebody, that's how I start them off. So, mm-hmm. you know, I could feel this vibration through my whole entire body, and then I could hear – the. it's hard to describe even to this day what I could hear, but it was such an intense sound that I would grind my teeth, and I'd, I'd have to stop because I felt like it was going to drive me insane. Like it was mm-hmm. just too much, and I was too young, and I never mm-hmm. really understood it. Matter of fact, I never told anybody about it. Um, mm-hmm. Even and I tell my brother just about everything, and I'd never told him anything until several years back when I realized, because he had brought it up, he could just call it the sound of the universe, and he was trying to describe it. And I mm-hmm. never did put two and two together until I got older, and I realized that I was doing meditation in the second grade, and I never realized it. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. did scare me after a couple of times that I did it, and I stopped. So. Okay. In a way, it really started from a, a young age, certain things, um, small things. And I never really put them together until I got older because I didn't understand them. And to be honest with you, I kind of just you know, put them in the back of my head and went on about my life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you look back at things, there's those little small like experiences that you have that you might not tell anybody because you don't understand them because you're so young. Right, um, right. And then uh, we also had more – I've when we were, I was probably in my early 20s, we moved into this one house, and this is when my, me and my brother started doing um, – right after – it wasn't long after Casadega, the first couple times I went there, I started doing mm-hmm. past-life regression on my own. And it's a, it's a thing, if you have a good meditation, a guided meditation or something that you can use for yourself, you can go back and do these past-life regressions on your own um, and actually look at them and see them and, and you know – and understand why you are who you are because a lot of that comes from back then so when i started doing that and i started you know i basically go to a library it's kind of how i how i do mine and i pull a book and each book Mm -hmm. is a different life and i'd start describing them and writing them down And my brother started doing them even way before i did about a year before i did but things started happening there and i started feeling literally feeling people tuck me in and i would see shadows Mm -hmm. uh move that you know, nothing was moving over there. So it was nothing threatening, and I never felt threatened by it. And um, my brother even brought in a paranormal team one time because he thought our house was haunted. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sure enough, they caught EVP recording of um, of people having a conversation. And it was nothing threatening. Oh. It never was. And, and I find out later that it was my relatives. It was my grandmother and my grandfather's. They were just – they were hanging out. You know, they were looking after us, looking in on us. So that's kind of how it all started. Like, I mean, and that's how, I, you know, you like you said, you can sometimes you can feel things. Um, I don't feel as much as other psychics and mediums um, unless I really try. 
Um, but my, okay. I trust my instincts very well. I mean, I can feel a lot of things in readings. Um, sometimes the motion, you know, comes out so much from, I mean, I've had spirits that were doing nothing but crying because they were so emotional because they're connecting too mm. and they're feeling it. And then I do get feelings that are really strong from time to time. And, you know, you can't, you kinda, you can't take it on, you know, because yeah, I've, uh, I've had people almost had me cry. <laughs> I'm trying to give a ring. Right. I try to stay as professional as possible. But, uh, yeah, there was things when I was younger. There were small things, subtleties that maybe I didn't pick up on as much as I, um, I probably should have. So a couple of things you mentioned. So in terms of past lives, thing that, um, you know, I guess connecting the dots from my experiences is that people will receive familiar energies from things like um, Egypt. They'll feel a, you know, they'll feel a, a, a kindred kind of feeling like, wow, I really think that's cool. Or they'll say, you know, for some reason I always wanted to go to Paris. I don't know what it is about Paris. Those kinds of things tend to be past life echoes that you're not yes. necessarily in awareness of is drawing you to that place. But when people start to imagine them themselves in those settings, a lot of times they will chalk it up to, oh, it's just me telling a fantastical story. How did you make the leap from, you know, this is just my imagination, you know, <laughs> running away with me? How did you make the yeah. leap from that to know this was actually a past life? Well, and I'll tell you why. I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, you, the, probably the best way to, to have a regression truly is in a dream, um, in a dreamlike state. Mm-hmm. But like once again you said, what's, it's the paradox. Is it just a dream that doesn't mean anything, which there's no such thing as a dream that doesn't mean anything. They always mean something. Sometimes they're hard to right. find out. The difference between a regular dream in which you would have a past life regression is it will be extremely vivid. Um, mm-hmm. I woke up almost screaming one night, uh, and I had a Civil War dream. Uh, when I was probably in high school, and it was so real that I woke up like it was intense, um, and it was the second one that I had. And my father used to have Civil War dreams, and he would, didn't know anything about the Civil War. I could even tell my mother when I was in the fourth grade, I became a huge Civil War buff. Never knew why I would gravitate mm-hmm. that too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, living in a uh, you know a city of, like around Charleston is it was great because history is. Everywhere through there. Oh, yeah. So it was it was really cool, you know. And I actually worked on old houses back um, in downtown Charleston, so there was even more history that I could you know gravitate to. But I, when I was in the fourth grade, I gravitated to the Civil War for some reason. Nobody could figure it out, not even me. I just mm-hmm. felt strongly about it and uh, it found it fascinating, and I was drawn mm-hmm. to it. Well, sure enough, you know, my last past life, I was in the Civil War, and um, it, it just all comes full circle. And when you're doing a past life regression, it's kind of funny that you brought this up. Is that, to be honest with you, when I started doing that, I was like, man, I I feel like I'm making this up. <laughs> and it was like, you know, it's like, and and the lady that was doing it was was fantastic. Her name was Dawn, and she would ask me questions, and I'm telling her. So it's not like she's telling me. I'm I'm literally describing everything that I see, and um, 
it's just one of those things that it feels right, Joel. Like it really feels right. You feel mm-hmm. that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of other things, such as other things that I gravitated to, um, which a lot of people do as well. Um, because it's uh, pirates was very fascinating, and it is to most people. <laughs> but um, I had a pirate past life. Uh, you know, I, I look at military tactics and strategy and stuff like that. Well, once again, I was in many battles, doing many a lot of military different jobs, either from Roman to um, you know the medieval knights stuff like that. I mean, these are mm-hmm. past lives that I've lived. So when you feel that connection, mm-hmm. say to Egypt or somewhere else, it's very real. You can chalk it up to whatever mm-hmm. you want, but if you look, if you look far enough and you search hard enough and you search in the right way, you can find out. You can find out where you've been, and it'll help you. It translates to this life. Is it? I think that's the biggest thing right. that people kind of miss. Is that you know why do you why do you hate cold weather? You know, I hate cold weather. I can't stand it. Um, I, 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 there's a reason I live in the South, and I, I probably right, always think right. I probably should be further South. <laughs> but um, I can't stand cold weather. Well, there's a reason mm-hmm. for that. I mm-hmm. uh, was an American Indian, and my village was attacked, and I walked up on a mountain and committed suicide and froze to death. You know, mm. you look at some of these traumas. You look at – and there's trauma in every past life. There's always something there because if there wasn't, what would we learn? You know, whether it's right. trauma, whether it's happiness as well, you know, all these spectrums of, the, of emotion. And a lot of people are like, it's like, oh, I don't think I've lived that many past lives or, you know, and this and that. I'm like, mm. you, don't, you don't realize it, but you have because you would have. Right. To, I mean, yeah. you would have to be the king and the slave. You know, you would have to be Absolutely. the uh, victim and the perpetrator. So it's the whole Absolutely. spectrum of life because otherwise what there's only so much we can learn in one. So, I mean, right. if, if that's – and I truly do believe that that's the reason we're here is experience mm-hmm. and to learn mm-hmm. and to grow as a soul. What they call it, earth school. I love that term. I kind of adopted <laughs> very, it once I heard it because it term. makes so much sense to me, you know. <laughs> absolutely, now, absolutely. When you sat down and started doing – because you did a regression, and was that kind of like a hypnosis session where you were regressing or in a trance-like uh, state where you were answering yeah. questions? It, I, um, yes, exactly. It's a meditative state. Um, I mean, you can call it hypnosis as well if you would like, um, but you remember everything. It's not like you you know she snaps her fingers and you don't remember. Um, you would remember right, right. everything that – that that you experienced, and to be honest with you, mine was very intense. Um, I could describe. Mm-hmm. I gave her my first and last name in the Civil War, my rank. I gave her um, mm-hmm. uh, describe battles before battles, during battles, after battles. Um, and then there's some things that you can't see because you might not be ready to. And um, right, certain things I couldn't see at that time because I wasn't ready, but I could feel. And, I mean, the whole time I'm doing this, my hands are clenched together. So, they, you know, it was mm-hmm. very intense, and that was my first uh, experience with it. So when you go through something like that and go through, you know, a heavy regression, whether it's good, bad, or sad, um, you can – those feelings connect. And I think that's where the connection oh, yeah. is. You realize that this is, this is more than just, um, you know, uh, entertainment per se. Yes. Your body – you know, when I've had past life regressions, the the energy that moved through my body was undeniable, like related to wounds mm-hmm. that I suffered, 
uh, feeling releases in my body and energetic body, and it was like that was my truth meter because it's literally like uh, uh, somebody (laughs) chiming a gong that you're like, yes, correct. The answer is, uh, you know, pirate, you know. So when you do these by yourself, Say a person wants to explore on their own their their past lives because this has fascinated them to hear you say it. How would you then approach, um, you know, I'm Joe Blow and I want to sit down and figure out one of my past lives? Well, um, there's several different ways. I think the easiest one is to, is to, to find somebody that you trust and do a past life regression first. Try, to try at least one. Um, that will mm-hmm. give you what I like to say, kind of a format for. It's like mm-hmm. a very much like a guided meditation. You know, if you've ever mm-hmm. done a guided meditation, you know, people can guide you and get you to that point, and then you can duplicate it yourself. Um, if not, if you want to try it a different route, well, the way I do it is, um, you have to. It's it's difficult to do on your own if you've never done it before, because now if you if you're used to meditating and um, you can really get yourself, you can open your chakras. And you can get yourself to that level plane, and you can create in your mind. And that's what I do. I get people to create a, um, a library, and the way I would do it is create your library and notice that all of the books on the shelf are your – and in the way you're creating your own workspace, and all the books on the shelf are your, um, your past lives. So pull a book and open up and see what, what's going on in it, and turn the page or just keep going through it and ask questions. You know, who am I? What's my name? Where are we at? What country am I from? Um, what am I doing here? You know, who's my family? Mm-hmm. Start asking yourself questions and look for answers. Um, it's not easy to do if you you've never done that before. Because some people open a book and right. what happened to me, they can't see anything. It's a blank page, and some people have blocks that they have to to deal with as well. Mm-hmm. I know some people that have taken psychic media classes. Mediumship classes, and they still um, have trouble seeing stuff. It's because they do have blocks because of past life trauma, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of it is negative energy and stuff like that. So it has to be cleared. Not all the time, though. Not all the time. So I don't want you know to discourage anybody from trying this on their own. Um, I, I I most definitely encourage it. But start with your meditation. Start with your breathing exercises. But going into deeper meditations. Open up them chakras, you know, get them – you can actually feel them open up when you – and that's the biggest thing. I remember the first time I really tried to sit down and meditate, and I felt my crown chakra open. And you're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so mm-hmm. real. Like, I couldn't make this up because you can feel it. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, it's almost a physical reaction, <laughs> you know. So when you right. feel that, you know that there's something more to it, and that's where um, I encourage people to start. But if you can create in your mind, you can create your own workspace or and create your own library. You can pull books off and just see what you see. Describe the outside. Well, it's almost like a library. Well, it's almost like you you reference it in terms of almost like an akashic uh, library, which is somewhat it's your different akashic from. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's your akashic library. It's it's your section, if you will. So that's exactly what it is, and that's the way um, – I think that's the easiest way to do it. Now, some people have other techniques. You know, they um, – I normally start people off on a beach with a guided meditation to get them relaxed because mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot of people that don't like a, a nice relaxing beach. <laughs> but um, there's other techniques. Wherever you feel comfortable, 
um, in the most comfortable place, whether it be a river or wherever on a farm. I mean, however you want to do it. I mean, you kind of have to, if you're going to do it yourself, you have to make it up yourself a little bit, but you have to get yourself, your mind to that place. So a lot of people have a lot mm-hmm. of difficulty doing that. They have monkey mind, their mind races. Mind mm-hmm. used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So you have to find right. different ways to, to steady. You know, a lot of people don't realize that meditation is a fine line between relaxation and concentration at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what mm-hmm. you're doing. You're relaxing your body. You're concentrating your mind, and you're stealing your mind to try to get the best mm-hmm. concentration you can. So that's the way mm-hmm. I look at it. Now, when you are providing um, your readings for people, you also see people's past lives in your readings. Do you also um, offer regression sessions to facilitate, or do you do a, a blend, or you know, how does that um, work in, in your services realm? I can do a past life regressive reading. So if you want me to tell you about them, I have no problem doing that. I pre- I would prefer that you experience it a little bit more, but some people aren't ready for that. They want to know. Matter of fact, it's it's funny when I I give you know somebody a lot of readings and they keep coming back. <laughs> some things they don't need to know, so their guides are not right. going to tell them. So a right. lot of times I'm like, hey, do you want to know a past lot? And what I'll do is um I'll go through a couple past lives and they'll be like. Uh, most of the time it clicks, it connects. I can see it in their face. Like they realize they're like, you know what? I've, that really sounds like me. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you get that a lot of times. Um, and I can do either one. I mean, and uh, sometimes I can facilitate. Sometimes, like I said, people have trouble um, with the regression. So I will show them what I see mm-hmm. and normally then, bam, they can see it. And then I can mm-hmm. walk them a little bit through a couple of things, and then I'll let them kind of explore on their own. Because it's not supposed to be me doing you know, all the work telling you about it in a regression. You, you have to see it. If you're not seeing it, right. it's not a regression. It's a past life, it's a past life reading. It's a reading. Mm-hmm. 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 So that's kind of how that works. Um, it's kind of funny you mentioned how sometimes you just aren't really ready to hear a friend of mine had a past life regression at a um, a past life reading uh, at a place up uh, in North Atlanta as well, and she was told that she was a member of a Mongolian warlord under like Genghis Khan, and that she basically you know raped, pillaged, and plundered and looted during that lifetime, and was a pretty much a badass general, a military general, right? <laughs> And she mm-hmm. was horrified, horrified, horrified. But a group of us were comparing notes, and we had to laugh because in her manner of dressing, she always had a lot of military-type bars on her clothing. There was a certain style that was out at the time that was kind of uh, – and she was in the Army in this lifetime, but she got out because – she was being oppressed by, you know, she didn't like the oppression she was receiving. And he looked at her clothing and stuff. It had flames like dragons and military. I was like, oh, my gosh, we all were like, you may not want to admit it now thousands of years later. But those of us who know you say that this could be a strong possibility for you, you know. And it, and but the truth like, is it, we've all it been is. the villain yeah. and the victim, you know, the victim and the victor. Exactly. That's the whole purpose. You know, <laughs> and and that's the whole purpose. Um, I mean, if I've looked back at some of mine, and I'm, 
and really I've done horrible things um, in, in several of them. I had to clear a lot of them. That's something else me and my brother do as well. We do past life regression uh, healing. So you actually mm-hmm. – you, but you have to be ready for those because you're going to see bad things either happening to you or you mm-hmm. doing them to somebody else. And then you have to mm-hmm. really expel all that negativity and clean it up. And um, we do mm-hmm. recommend that as well. But don't try to do that on your own because you're going to see some really negative things, and you might not be able to handle it. So we kind of train right. ourselves to be able to handle things in that manner. But you're, but it's true, and, and some people get turned off by it if they see um, see a bad one, and, and like they're like, I can't believe that I actually did that. We have to understand that's just an aspect of you. It's not, it's not truly you. <laughs> um, right. I, I had some, not I had some really time. rough ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had some really rough ones, but you know, I you've had some really good ones too. You know, you've had ones right. where you were a good person, you helped a lot of people, um, and you know, it's just it's all like you said, full full spectrum, full spectrum. You gotta you gotta experience it all. Now, have you and your brother been family members or connected in past lives? Then, yeah, twenty twenty nine of them. Oh, wow. uh, we've been uh, we've been twins before. We've been brothers. We've been father son, uncle uh, nephew. Um, yeah, we've lived quite a few together. Um, all really close. So. And do you uh, recall any lifetimes as a feminine presentation? Mm, I think only one for me. Um, most of mine are not. My brothers had a couple of. Feminine ones from him, but I think I only had one actually that I that I'm aware of. I haven't been through all of right. them, um, but that was I mean, it was a rough one. It was one that I had uh, a karmic debt to pay, so okay. um, I had to get that cleared up as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of them, some you know, people go through genders. You know, this this is the thing about past lives, and if, if, I hope everybody that's listening is actually will actually start investigating them. There's um, there's patterns. There's very mm-hmm. clear patterns I see. Um, I, for instance, I had this mother-daughter um, that came to me several times. They were very curious, so I give, gave them a couple of readings on them. And it was very funny that it was a very evident pattern I kept seeing. Like when they were mother-daughter, no matter which soul was one or the other, the daughter mm-hmm. always had three kids. And it was always one mm-hmm. – the mother had one kid, and then the daughter had three kids. And it was in a mm. flip flop reverse. There's patterns to it. There's very much patterns mm-hmm. to it. Um, you can, and it doesn't matter how many lives you live. There's very evident patterns. I've been um, an orphan on the street many a times. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it happened to me several times. Don't ask me exactly why, because I couldn't tell you all of it. And with, um, I never really channeled on why patterns are what they are. Some of them are negative patterns. Mm-hmm. Some uh, souls go back and forth. Um, really screwing each other over from life to life until somebody breaks the chain. So mm-hmm. there is a lot of repeat in a lot of patterns in past lives, and you can look at those and start really noticing them when you start going through your own. Um, you'll see it. Like I said, if you start going through it, you'll see it. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that, but I tell people that all the time. There's very much patterns. Uh, there's there's souls that like to right. stick together. You know, I mean, a lot of people travel right. in soul oh, groups. There's souls that travel yeah, travel soul through group. different soul groups. Me and my brother mm-hmm. are kind of in different groups. Um, I travel more on my dad's side. My brother travels more on my mom's side. And then I have one of my mm-hmm. sisters 
out of, I have three sisters. One of them travels on my side, another one travels on both sides, and then one of them travels in between the groups. <laughs> so, mm, you know, there, yeah. is, there is a lot of patterns when you start looking at them. There's a lot, a lot of patterns. Well, you mentioned the term karmic debt. Can you explain a little bit about that as you understand it to our audience? Absolutely. And this is where it's going to get kind of complex for. And, and and some people can get frustrated because I've gotten frustrated the more I think about it from time to time. Is we all have debts we have to pay, and the universe is very balanced there, and it sees mm-hmm. everything. Um, so when you wrong somebody in a past life, it will come back to you. I mean, karma is a real thing through past lives as well. So mm-hmm. and now and stay with me here because you have to experience certain things. Like we said, you have to be the victim, and you also have to be the villain. But as you're being the villain, you will have to be the victim again to balance that out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in all this drama going on, and we still have to heal it or eventually realize it and heal it. That's a lot. Right. <laughs> when you think right. about it. So when we start wanting to clear things up, and if there's any mediums or, or um, psychics out there, I, I, I certainly in, in, uh, encourage them to seek out different types of healing, whatever – they feel like is, is best for them because it will make your channel better and it will make you read mm-hmm. better and it will mm-hmm. make you a better healer. Um, so when we clear stuff such as a karmic debt from another life where you wrong somebody or you did some really bad things, you know, it doesn't, it hasn't always balanced out just yet. So mm-hmm. it goes back to something I read with, um, are you familiar with Edgar Casey? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Edgar Casey. Um, as if people, anybody that doesn't know, was a, they call him the sleeping prophet and one of the most prolific um, psychic mm-hmm. mediums of our generation. And yeah. the man could put himself in a trance, and he you could literally ask him any question, including the winning lottery numbers, and he could tell you. Now, if you profited when you weren't supposed to profit for one of his readings, he would right. be physically ill. So did a reading on a lady one time. This lady had all kinds of ailments, and he was famous for giving medical readings. He could tell somebody – this guy had a ninth-grade education, and he could tell somebody perfectly how to heal their body. So this lady, I think she was from Italy. It was one of his readings, and I read this. And this is another way I really started and in getting into Edgar Casey. and another thing how I pushed into mediumship as well as um, psychic ability and developed it is reading, and I always wanted to do what he could do. And um, so did my brother. And – he um, had this reading, and the lady was coming in because she was literally – her whole entire body was hurting, and it had been like this way for her whole life. She came there all the way across the sea, for, I think pretty sure from Italy, and she mm-hmm. just was like, I want to get better. You know, I want to feel better. My body hurts all the time. So instead of a medical reading, at the last second, she changed her mind, and she wanted a general reading about herself. So when Edgar Casey would go into a trance, now keep in mind when he went into his trance, he would never remember his reading outside of it mm-hmm. because he was in another st- that such a strong state that he never actually remembered. So he would he told her that it was a karmic debt that she was a Roman back in the the times of Nero, which was a Roman dictator that used to burn Christians and mm-hmm. um, and did horrible things to people and. Um, she was his mistress, and she actually never did anything about it, never st- stopped up, stepped up and tried to convince people not to do these horrible things to Christians and other mm-hmm. um, eth- religions and ethnicities, and that was a karmic debt. So she was physically paying in this life for a debt that she mm-hmm. had eons ago. 
So what I'm saying mm-hmm. is it does catch up to us. Now, some things are meant to balance out. Like we said, you got to be the victim. you got to be the perpetrator. You know, that right there can balance itself out. But what about the, ch- the time that we chose not to do the right thing? We chose mm-hmm. to be a bad person, and, and it might not have been in the cards. Now you have mm-hmm. to pay a debt mm-hmm. for that. And we all do it because right. it's all part of learning. It, you know, it's all part of learning. It's, it's part of soul progression. So that right, right. there is how I um, explain karmic debt. Sometimes you do have mm-hmm. a debt to pay. And and that's that's kind of how I can explain it. Yeah, that uh, I say a hard lesson is a lesson well learned. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I tell absolutely. people all the time that um, you know the the universal laws of cause and effect are at play, not just on this planet, but in other uh, aspects of dimensionality. Uh, you know, uh, it just has to. For every action, there's equal and opposite reaction, and that's like kind of how it is all the time, right? And so that people are like, yeah, well, I, just, I stepped on a bug. Am I going to pay karma for that? <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, <laughs> you know, at some point in time, you might have been a bug who got squished. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's yeah, how you want to view it. But, give, uh, give yourself a break. I mean, you, we do the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. Just because you might have hurt somebody's feelings and didn't mean to doesn't mean that you're going to pay, you know, be eternally damned for it. Uh, give yourself a break. But Right. I think it's 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 the real the real bad things that you'll see in past lives, and they're there, they're there. Well, and I was to say, if you were a person who's say starving in the dark ages, and you stole um, bread from someone else who then could not eat and experienced hunger, then you will more than likely experience a situation where someone takes something from you that you needed in order to feed your hunger. And so it's kind of like kids, they learn that it hurts when you bite somebody when another little kid bites them in preschool. You know what I'm saying? That's how we learn, oh, exactly. crap, well, hurt, right? Once again, it's <laughs> cause and effect, you know. I mean, it's cause and effect, yeah. and the universe sees everything. So there's no getting away from it. Now, when you are uh, describing your gifts in terms of the clairs, the five clairs or six clairs, how do your gifts present themselves to you? Um, well, I mean, like I said, I started out learning mediumship. And the, the more basically my process – and that, that's another thing I have to tell a lot of people is – you know, when you're beginning your mediumship or whoever you're taking your classes with, or if you're just trying to develop it on your own, um, have a process. You know, my process is I, I literally, and you've seen me, I throw my head back mm-hmm. and I take a deep mm-hmm. breath, which grounds me, and I go up. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know I'm into channel because some people don't know when they're in channel when they're not. And that's where you right. get the 50 50 kind of psychic that gets really good information and then. The other part's completely off, and it does mm-hmm. happen. It happens to a lot of, of good psychics are like that. So you have to make sure that whatever you're doing, you make sure that you're going up and channel. That way you're giving the best accurate information possible. I mean that's the whole idea is to try to help people. Um, so that's basically what I do, but I, I describe my gifts as I – mean, I can definitely – I definitely see. I, when I go okay. up, I see right away. 
I can see whoever it is. Um, and then I, well, most of the time, and I see them on one side or the other, or I see them in the middle. If it's on the right side for me, if I see a spirit coming through or an entity, anything, it's, if it's on the right side, it's on the mother side, and it's normally a relative. If it's on the left side, it's on the father's side. If it's in the middle, it's normally a guide or some kind of angelic being. Um, so that's kind of how that's how I use that's how my system works, and that's it works perfectly for me. It works every time. I can also hear. And you just learn that over so, time, like through learning to communicate, exactly. figure it when out. You de- okay. When you start developing your gift, um, and it's something that that's why I think Carl Woodall is a pretty good teacher um, because he he always he tells you to have a process. Well, a lot of people don't always adhere to everything he says, but I did because it's very important to have a process. So mm-hmm. have your process when you go up. Know what you're doing and, and practice it and get comfortable with it, and it may change a little bit while you're developing what you're trying to develop. So I also can hear, though, because I'll ask them okay. who are you. <laughs> so, okay, you know, I mean, so you're clear audience too. Clear audience as well. And then I also can feel from time to time. Um, I don't let spirits come through me. Uh, it's not my um, – I don't do the um, transmediumship. I don't do stuff like that. I don't like that. Um, so I pretty much see, I hear, and I feel, uh, but I really normally see and hear the best. I feel every once in a while, um, and I can if I try to, if I really try. But sometimes emotion – these your readings can be very emotional, and you don't want that emotion overtaking the reading and possibly messing your reading up. you know. Or you know, this person doesn't get quite the message because everybody's emotional. <laughs> so I'm not – right. don't, don't take the whole emotion out, but um, that's why I'd probably I don't feel as much um, as I probably can. Uh, sometimes I feel a strong emotion coming over, and it's for a reason. Especially if it's coming okay. from a guide, and that, and that kind of that, then I'll really um, I know it's for a reason, so I'm going to go ahead and let them know more about it and tell them what what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it because I'll ask them. I think it's the most important thing. If you can talk to them, just talk to them. And I get a lot of symbolism so you, too, and when I see, um, and so if you that's get why sweaty hands. Like, for instance, if you get sweaty hands or if all of a sudden you feel like your throat is really burning or tight and you'll say, I'm feeling sweaty hands and, and, and in order oh, yeah. to I'll, deliver the symbol to the person the, for well, see if the normal triggers. Well, I do, I do see symbols. Um, I do have a couple of triggers that are physical, that are physical reactions to rings, and the biggest one is – it drives me crazy – is the left side of my face will go numb. The whole left side of my face mm. will go numb, and I know right away that somebody's coming through with a uh, with a uh, stroke. So whoever oh, yeah. whoever's coming through, whatever spirit's coming through, it's a stroke, and and it drives me nuts because it takes me a while to get rid of that. Now sometimes if I <laughs> I used to try to describe the person um, how they died, and I could feel their heart or pain in their chest, I could feel it. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore for the simple fact that I just ask them. You know, I ask right. them who they are. Um, when me and my brother are doing a gallery, we do galleries from time to time. You know, when mm-hmm. I first started, and I learned from Carl, um, he's like, you know, let them pull you one way or another. Well, I'll let them pull me one way to the right side of the room, but then I'm like, point the person out. And when I go up, they point. There's literally an arrow on that person. You know, let's oh, take wow. the guesswork out of it. You know, you know, take some of the guesswork out of it. Let's make it let's make it a little more simple. Because I'll point to him. I'm like, mm-hmm. this one's for you. And I'm going to tell you who's coming to you. So <laughs> instead of you know, instead of guessing and saying, okay, well this is this is a male on your mother's side with the letter name M, 
and people are like, mm-hmm, and it takes them a while. Well, let's take the guesswork out of it. Point to them. Point them out. I want to know who it is. So that's kind of how I try. Me and my brother have – the more we've worked and we've kind of developed our own way about things is um, I like to be pretty direct if I can, if in any way possible. I, don't, I like to try to take some of the guesswork out. Um, I want to know who's coming through so they know who's coming through. Now, the only way that I, there's something that, that kind of does trip me up and always has is grandmother and great-grandmother. So you'll hear me ask okay. people, like, is your grandmother still alive on your mother's side? Because it is grandmother energy that I'm that's coming through and that I feel. I just can't tell if it's great-grandmother mm-hmm. or great-great-grandmother. Sometimes I have to, you know, <laughs> have to use a process right. for that as well. So there's, there's, there's process for everything. Now, when you talk about trance mediumship, can you explain a little bit about that? There is some mediums, um, and there, I've met some, and there's, there's a, a friend of mine. I won't say his name uh, on, on the radio, but he is probably – I've never seen a trans medium like him. Now, trans mediums are a little bit different than what I do exactly. They let spirits come literally take over their body and talk literally through them. Um, mm-hmm. But a friend of mine has got unbelievable control at it. The problem that I struggle with that and why I don't allow that to happen is control. If that happens, mm-hmm. that means a spirit can come through, and it's very difficult to control. He has perfect control of his. But I've also mm-hmm. heard – now this could be – I'm not 100% sure that this is true, but I have heard that it, it, it uses your life force as well. A lot of transmedium, don't, they don't live very long. So when they let another spirit come into their body and take over their body… I don't feel comfortable doing that, and that's what a trans medium mm-hmm. does. They let that entity, whoever it is that come in their body, speak literally to them. And a friend of mine has got complete control. When he holds his hand up, it's him, and when his hand's down, it is not him. So you can ask him questions very directly, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm assuming his demeanor and sound and tone and everything clearly is not uh, his regular personality. It changes. It definitely changes. It's not um, – sometimes their voices will change. Sometimes their mannerisms will change. Sometimes they won't, but you'll mm-hmm. very clearly know that it's not him. Um, it, it'll be mm-hmm. – because you can ask him questions. They can give you direct answers. So that part about it I find very interesting and pretty cool, but I have to say I, I like to control everything in my body, so I don't allow that to happen. You know, where I do see, and people may be more familiar with it, is a lot of the, um, what would you say, extraterrestrial would be my favorite word for it. Um, Abraham and Esther Hicks is very popular, the law of attraction. And Esther basically is bringing forth information from this entity that goes by the name of Abraham, also, uh, was it Lee Carroll and uh, Cryon? Uh, so they're speak, and I'm seeing a lot more people now who are channeling from the Pleiadians. Plan it tends to be from the planetary entities, not from discarnates or hum- previous human entities. That I see more trance mediumship. But one of the guests that I had previous on the show, you may have met her, um, also Burnett Sherman, because she's read up at the Blue Barn as well. She was doing a project where she was receiving uh, trance. She was trance medium. Her mother would ask questions to the, the 
spirits who were coming through, and a lot of them were spirits who had been killed terribly or in the era of slavery or during the uh, oppression of the Native Americans in the country. So she was really giving a voice to the voiceless with this project that she was directed to do by spirit. But she switched after about uh, maybe 10 or so um readings like that she would do a whole day's worth of recording with her mother and so it would be four or five different uh, sessions that were recorded during a time but she switched because the toll physically on her a emotionally to be feeling the emotions that were presented Mm -hmm. by the people and to allow those to come through her body and then just the sheer amount of energy, I think, is why she shifted to doing it a different way and going back to more of that relay, more of a relay rather than an inhabitation, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I can see why that would that, be kind of like, a, you know, different taxing. territory. It, it'd be very, very taxing on your body and, like you said, emotionally, too. The time that um, my friend did it, um, and Sonny, uh, he was he was one of the better people I've ever seen do it. Like I, I've seen it a couple other times, but not to that degree. Like he was a very specific, and it was celestial that was coming through him and speaking and um, and and offer guidance. Um, you know, I just it's just not everybody has their own way of doing things, but to me that just seems extremely taxing. And mm-hmm. unless you have really good control over it, it um, it could be dangerous. You know, if you don't have control and you're not, you don't know what you're doing, it, it definitely could be dangerous. So, I mean, if you're going to do it, I would say find a very good teacher and um, and really practice, work on it, and work on your control. Um, some people can do it. Some people, you know, don't feel comfortable doing it. So, uh, I've never felt one to be to be comfortable doing that. Now, when you talk in terms of being a medium, I hear all the time, uh, you know. Every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. And I know in my own personal development, I don't necessarily consider myself to be a medium, but I do know that I receive messages from, like, my grandfather uh, directly, also through sessions Mm -hmm. with other people. But I've had that kind of hesitation because I'm like, well, mediumship, that word tends to denote something that you're going to be seeing ghosts all around you and that you're going to be woken up in the middle of the night because somebody wants to deliver a message and things of that nature. Um, But it's also when you're connecting with your angels or your guides, that is also really mediumship as well. Isn't isn't that true? Yeah, it basically, and, and the distinction is a lot of psychics can tell you the future. Um, and the reason that they say that not all psychics are mediums and all mediums are psychics is because mediumship, you can connect with the other side, and by doing that, you can tell the future. So when you are connecting with your guides or if you're connecting with angels or anything really on the other side, you are practicing mediumship. So when mm-hmm. you're getting that um, – you know, and now not everybody uses that um, you know, in their readings and stuff. Some people just read um, – you know, use their psychic ability to read, read empathically and stuff like that. We uh, like to do mediumship because it just seems – if you can do mediumship, you can pretty much just do just about anything. So instead mm-hmm. of just telling some of their future, I can tell them their past, their present, everything, and then I can tell them what they think of there. 
And um, so when you are connecting with the other side, anything, you're right. You're absolutely right. You are using a mediumship ability. So when you're getting that information directly from your grandfather or from an angel, you are using mediumship. So it's definitely that's, – that's kind of how that works, and that's why not all – Psychics are mediums because they're not using mediumship ability per se. You know, I think I just heard um, I was attending the Hay House um, Psychic World Psychic Summit, which is a free event that they host every year on HayHouse.com. And as we know, Louise Hay is the founder of Hay House, and she wrote this amazing book, You Can Heal Your Life. And it was really connecting the spiritual illnesses to our present-day body in a very empowering mm-hmm. way. And so they're all about helping information. But um, James Van Proc did a session, and he said, you know, we all use our psychic gifts, and the psychic gifts are how we then enter into a medium dynamic. So not everybody develops their psychic gifts to a space where they will be able to vibrate at a frequency where spiritual beings will be able to meet them in that etheric realm to do the conversation. So you might have like really strong psychic intuition or precognition in terms of visions and and hunches and know things, but you may not vibrate in a way that you're open for your grandmother or grandfather to be able to match you by coming down for you to go up high enough for them to come down. I thought it was interesting that you talk about going up, you know what I'm saying, to to get to your connection. You're always talking about, I go up. You know, Van Prague is a is a very talented psychic. Um, my, my teacher actually um, is friends with him, you know, and he talked that he talked about some of the stuff. I don't always agree with everything that he says, but I do definitely agree mm-hmm. with that statement. Um, that, but that my thing is that you can learn it. Everybody mm-hmm. can learn mediumship if they really want to. Now, sometimes you might have it might take you longer to learn it because you might have some blocks and things like that. You might not be quite ready for that mediumship. But but I do think he's right. You're not vibrating at a, a frequency to where you can reach that level, but you can mm-hmm. learn it. And I truly believe right. that that anybody out there can learn it. And like I said, it might take you a little bit longer because I know people that have taken the same courses that I've taken, and they still mm-hmm. don't see. They may feel, they don't see, they don't hear. Well, it's just a block. You can get rid of that. You just have to find the right person to to relieve that. You know and and work away, work your way through it, and you can do it. Though. I think that's the biggest message I want to tell everybody is that mm-hmm. anybody can do this. You know, if you find the right, whatever's right for you, whatever training it may be. Um, you know, Carl just happened to be right for me. Um, but yeah, right. Dan Brogs definitely. I, I definitely agree with him on that. Um, I would say that's a hundred percent. It is what it is. It is a frequency. And when we talk about vibration, remember I told you the first time I meditated, my I could feel my whole body shake. And mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the vibration he's talking about. He's talking about that vibration. The higher vibration that you get, the further up you will go. And that's just the way I describe mm-hmm. it. And what I mean by up is going up to the other side, whether it's going to see, you know, meet some angels or you're going up even further to meet some other angels or you're going up to meet Source himself or even further. Mm-hmm. There really is no limit to it. The more that I've explored um, – there's a, so much out there. It is as vast as the universe and further than mm-hmm. that. And there's, there's things that you will you will encounter, and you're, it just kind of blows your mind. You're just like, wow, 
So it's really cool. It's something you have to be ready for, but I truly do believe anybody can do it. Now, have you had, uh, do you have connections with, uh, say, extraterrestrial or celestial entities? Absolutely. Or do you have past lives in any other planets? (laughs) I do. I do, and so do you. <laughs> I know, I, mean, I know, I do. Everybody, everybody truly does. And, and I have not actually explored too many of the ones that are not here because I have so many here. Um, I have looked at a couple here and there, and they're pretty wild, pretty out there. But, yes, I have <laughs> met um, lots of different uh, celestials, some good, some bad, um, that are a lot of them have helped me in my, in my growth, um, helped me with my channel and my capacity for energy. So, um, you know, I have definitely met uh, actually uh, quite a few of them. Okay. Yeah, see, angels, most people are like, you know, okay, angelic is something that people are familiar with, you know what I mean? But uh, when mm-hmm. uh, like Scott Hall, who's been on the show and also up at the Blue Barn, he has an a extraterrestrial named Abe that comes, and I had a reading with him, and it was amazing, and it's definitely different from, say, speaking with your guides or uh, or an angelic or a loved one who's passed. The, the whole language of communication is somewhat different in, in terms of how we humans tend to look at things. It was a little different, and uh, so I've always been fascinated by that, uh, you know, because I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The ET can't phone home, you know. <laughs> but uh, people kind of tend to stay in one more general lane. If you're dealing with people's deceased loved ones and you're kind of really strong in that, if you're an angel, you tend to be really strong with that. If you're spirit guys, if you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. To lesser um, degrees. And from what I have experienced, I can only tell you what I have experienced, um, is like you said, it is in the same realm. I mean, an angel, um, an angel, and a whether it be dark or light. Um, same, there's the same thing with um, extraterrestrials, dark and light, on the metaphysical scale. Now, I've never seen anything in the physical. Um, I do believe that they are out there. I certainly do believe that, um, but I have never actually seen one in the physical. Now, the metaphysical, I have seen. A bunch of different mm-hmm. types, and um, so and I like I said, some of them are dark and some of them are light. Uh, I deal with the light ones. Uh, I well, I take advice from them. <laughs> I don't. Do that, right. you know, I don't play with it. I don't mess around with the dark. They got. Uh, they got nothing for me. Now, what would you say has been your most whoa experience? If you have any stories that were just like, wow, that was wild. I can't believe it. <laughs> Do you have any moments like that that you experienced in, oh, since you've been awake? Or one that stands out more from than I could, <laughs> that, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like probably more than I could actually tell you. Um, let me see. But, well, I could tell you this. Um, I, it was, it was, I, and uh, that's why I'll tell this quick little story before um, I get into that. Um, I told my I told my cousin I was taking his classes, and because he was always curious, and he got a reading from my brother, and and uh, he called me and goes, "How's it going?" And I told him it's all real, and I and he started he goes, "Do what?" I said, "Just about everything you can think of, imagine <laughs> any kind of story, fairy tale is pretty much real." And 
mm-hmm. the Greek spirits. I said, I'm telling you, I've seen it. I was like, it's just unbelievable. It blows me away. And that's really when I was getting deep into it, um, of my own meditations and experiencing new things. Every meditation is something new. Um, finding out who you are, where your soul was from, who created it. Um, you know, and everybody's is a little bit different. So when you experience stuff like that, it blows me away every time, Joel. I mean, like every time I have, and it, this is on a weekly basis. <laughs> I wish I could right, really right. think of one that is not too out there for y'all because I mean, I don't want to scare anybody away from this, but it's um, it's all real. Like I've met fairies. I never in the million years would have thought fairies were real in the metaphysical, and they are. Um, <laughs> dragons. Dragons truly are probably right. the, the most special thing that I've ever met. Um, I've worked with them a mm. lot. There's a lot of healers out there and stuff like that. Um, so, and I, you know, I have, you know, they, they take care of me a lot. So I think that is probably the most amazing thing that I've ever experienced myself is, is them. And they're on the realm, if, if anybody's listening out there that wants to know, they're on the realm of angels. They're on the same spectrum, mm-hmm. um, just mm-hmm. like some of the mm-hmm. celestials of light. So they are on that that realm. So if you believe in angels, it, it'd be okay to believe in them if it, because they're there. They're they're real on the other side. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. So I think that was probably my most um, amazing thing is meeting as many of them have come to help me in my development. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. They come one mm-hmm. after the other, big ones. Because when I get to the other side, I'm not that big, and they are very big. So. Um, right. I think that's some of the coolest things about uh, that I've experienced was probably dragons. <laughs> that's I know, so, I know but, we've but had past so lives cool. together, Nick. I know we've had yeah. past lives together. I was feeling it earlier, but now I'm like, I know it <laughs> because I have had a uh, uh, dragon. It was so weird, but I knew it for what it was. I felt myself enfolded. I felt the breath of the dragon exhale, and I felt the wing come down over and envelop my whole self and pull it close. And it was like maybe not even a five-second experience. But I was like, I just built a dragon. <laughs> so this is really just so awesome. And, you know, the elemental, the, you know. Yeah, that with um, with angels, too. Um, I've had experiences. I'm really close to Archangel um, Gabriel. And uh, mm-hmm, I was standing mm-hmm, with this whole legion, legion of angels. I could see I mean, there's a lot of them. And he was talking to me. And something from behind me just and it, it just went. Boom! I mean, it shook the earth, and I felt these arms wrap around me and give me a hug. And I looked down, and mm-hmm. the only reason I looked down, I, I knew who it was, is because I saw the ring, and it was Lord Metatron. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, wow. I, I turned up and looked, and he was giant. I mean, he was bigger than any, anything I'd ever mm-hmm. seen before. Mm-hmm. And um, I look up, and he just smiles, and then takes off. <laughs> and then, like I said, it was just it was just one of many just. Uh, Really, really amazing experiences that I, that I've actually had, um, mm-hmm. and like I said, there's so many that I just couldn't even tell you. Like, yeah, I mean, we could be here for for days and me talking. <laughs> so, but um, well, you, the more and more you experience, the more and more you understand um, everything. I mean, why the world is yeah. the way it is. You know, why the magic things are is real. <laughs> it truly is. It truly the, is. I mean, it, it's, I mean it'll blow, it really blows your mind. 
Now, you provide professional reading services um, to people as well. What kind of things do you offer? Uh, really, me and my brother do pretty much the same thing. Um, I offer just a, a normal uh, mediumship um, reading, and uh, but you know, I basically can really contact your guides, um, past relatives, um, anybody you really want to. Um, we normally can bring them through unless they don't want to come through, which sometimes we have mm-hmm. to give them some encouragement and ask them, wave them over. <laughs> So um, I can connect with them. I also, I do, um, sometimes I, I, you know, I can connect with your guide, your love guide, your health guide, your main mm-hmm. spirit guide, um, which they always know what's going on in your life. So that's mm-hmm. any time that I'm getting a spirit that has their own opinion or agenda, because they do. I normally just go straight to the life guide and see what's going on in, this, in anybody's life, and then we'll get down to what really, and if it doesn't, it normally, make, and almost every time their their guides make sense. Um, mm-hmm. whether they want to admit it or not <laughs> sometimes. So I do, right. I do offer that part. I offer past life regression, um, mm-hmm. which I, I, I think that everybody really should experience because it's so real and it's so uh, it really is amazing. Like mm-hmm. I said, that, and, you know, only if you're ready for it. I understand, you know, some people aren't there yet, um, but it will also do past life healing, regression healing. So in the past life mm-hmm. regression, you're going to see some negative things that either happened to you or, or happened to uh, you did to somebody, and then we're going to expunge them. We're going to we're going to basically unload that burden of negativity off of you and off of that right. energy, and um, that way you don't you're not toting it around anymore. Then I also do energy healing. Um, I pull different things out of chakras. I pull negative energy out and I put positive mm-hmm. energy back in. So that's. Um, um, Pretty much, it's very. It's got aspects of pranic healing in it because I'm dealing with the chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of do it my own way, so it's kind of something that okay. me and my brother have developed. Um, you know, we've taken different techniques that we've learned from from a couple years of of really trying to figure out a good uh, energy healing, and we kind of made it our own. So we do that. Mm-hmm. I offer that as well. Now, uh, how can people reach you if they want to get a uh, service with you? Uh, they can um, they can reach me uh, for my telephone number, which is the easiest thing is just to, to give a text. Is probably the, is the easiest way um, at eight four three four one two five zero five seven. That's the easiest way okay. to reach me um, and just shoot me a text and let me know that you're interested. And that's really is the easiest way to to get a private reading for me. Uh, I do work fairs from time to time, but. Uh, I don't really have the time to do that anymore. Um, so every once in a while I work one, I'll post it on Facebook. Um, but uh, that's the easiest way to really reach me if you want to. Uh, an actual read, just uh, shoot me a text. Okay. Well, you know, I really um, appreciated the reading that I had with you, and so I can say, you know, that I have been a client as well as just a casual connection. So, you know, I can vouch for that for sure. And, you know, I think it's so interesting. I also have to say I had an astrology class with your mother. So it really does run in your family, uh, the psychic gifts and connectedness. It runs on both sides. (laughs) Um, I I tell a lot of people, they don't realize it, that mom has always been open and mom's, you know, always kind of, you taught me about Edgar Casey, um, which is really Mm kind of where I started and was fascinated by it. But my dad, my dad really, it runs on both sides. My dad had 
uh, past life regressions that he I could even tell him what battle he was in in the Civil War, and that were so mm-hmm. real that he would wake up sweating and like shaking. Um, when you know when you have physical uh, when you have when you have something that real that happens, especially in a dream that. You have a lot of – it makes a physical reaction of when you wake up. That's pretty real. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not mm-hmm. stuff made up, that, and that's not a normal dream. So um, he also it had sure other things happen to him as well, and we uh, really it really does run on both sides of the family. I truly believe that. Well, I think that's awesome that you had a conducive environment to it and that you, you know, got to – not be suppressed or persecuted as you came into your gifts. And I think it's really cool that you and your brother are friends and colleagues in this. And I know you've done gallery readings before. I'm hoping to get the two of you booked to do one for the library as well in the future. So, you know, I've just really appreciated being connected to you. Now, you have agreed to do readings. (laughs) Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Just – just let us know when you want to do that well, gallery, though. We'll, we'll set something up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's so cool. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> you've agreed this evening to provide some on-air readings for our callers, and so I want to go ahead and get that part of the show started. And, um, okay. you know, for everyone who's coming on the air, just understand that this is a public forum, and so if a reading encounters anything that you really wish to not deal with in public space, then absolutely speak up and you can contact Nick for, you know, a private reading, of course, fee-based <laughs> later for a more intense personal reading. And we do try to limit this to, you know, one good question, maybe a follow-up uh, in the interest of time because we do have a couple callers who are holding this evening uh, to come on the air. So um, I did have one call person in the chat room this evening that's been on the sh- uh, listening patiently, and she also has a question to ask as well. We may not, you know, depending on how it works for you, Nick, I may or may not be able to get you to uh, communicate with her through through the chat. She's listening, and then she's typing as, as we're talking. But okay. do you have any uh, guidelines for anybody or anything you want to say before we start this portion? Um, you know, I will tell people the best way to get a rating is to uh, obviously have an open mind. Um, Second, don't ask test questions because it can really mess your reading up. You know, don't say, you know, if grandpa had a favorite, uh, you know, color, what what is it? You know, if you're going to ask a question, ask a serious question, and I'll do my best to, to connect and answer. Also, if you hear me pause, that means that I'm going up into what we call channel. And so don't mm-hmm. don't think that I'm I'm not listening. I'm trying to get the answer. <laughs> okay. And that's it. Oh. Fire away. Well, excellent. Well, we're going to go ahead and get it started then. And, Nick, I appreciate you offering this courtesy to the listeners of the Psychic Inside Show this evening. Okay, so caller with the area code 646. You're on the Psychic Inside Show. Who am I talking with? Hi, you're talking to Terry. How are you? Hi, Terry. How are you? Thank you for calling this evening. Thank you for taking my call. Well, you have a question so, for Nick. I'll let the two of you go ahead. Hey, Nick, how are you today? I'm well. Okay, so I'm calling to see if you see an... Number or 
on December? Uh, you kind of broke up right there. Could you uh, ask that question again? Okay. Do you see my uh, finances uh, increasing either in November or December? Okay, finances increasing in November, December. All right, give me one second. Okay, so what I'm getting is that um, they're showing me tighten the belt towards the end of the year, okay? So okay. whatever your financial um, struggles are going through, they're not going to end until the beginning of the new year. They're showing me January and February is going to pick up, particularly February, really well. So I don't know what you're mm-hmm. going through, but um, expect that. And they literally are showing me a belt to tighten up. So buckle down with your, your finances for now just to get you yeah. through Okay, yeah. I so do, do what you, do what you can. Yeah, do what you can. Uh-huh. But I think the first of the year, I see January looks promising, but February looks really, really well. So I just, they're showing me as a graph going up, and I hit February is really going to kind of shoot. So wherever your money is coming from, somehow it's going to get much, much better in February. January better, February much better. Okay, that sounds excellent. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Terry, for calling. I appreciate you listening to the show this evening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Now, we have a question from the chat room. She was second in line, and this is from Ann. And she wants to know, do you see a long-term romantic relationship with someone I know and met before? He is eight years older than me. We didn't have much communication for about two weeks. His initials are RP. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'm. This is Ann, right? Yes. Okay. All right, Ann. If you're listening, I'm going to go up. I'm going to talk to your love guide, and we'll just see what we get. Okay. So give me one second. Okay, so if um, her love guide is basically saying that this guy, there is potential for a relationship here. Now, he is um, short-term, though. They want, they want her to know that, she, that this guy is short-term. Now, if she wants to pursue a relationship, that's okay, um, but understand that there is another guy coming. Well, I'm getting around six months, so a taller gentleman is the way they describe him. Now, that could be my perception. But th- this next guy is the real deal. So he's that kind of long-term relationship that you might be looking for. This guy could be fun for a while. You could have an enjoy relationship. You could experience something and take it away with this relationship. But understand that it is short-term. Do not get too involved. Don't go full tilt on it. Wait uh, for that next relationship. Now, if you want to experience this one, you can go right ahead. They're, they're okay with it. They don't think it will be a bad thing. They want you to keep it kind of light. So uh, the next relationship coming in about six months, this guy, like I said, is the guy that she, I believe she wants to be with. This is the kind of committable relationship that, um, that's kind of right for her. So uh, without expanding too much on that, I would um, – mm-hmm. it's up to her. 
you know, I think she'll be okay with the first with the first relationship, but all keep it very light. Don't go like don't fall all head over heels for this guy because there's another guy right around the corner that's probably better for you. At least that's what your love guide's saying, and they're they're normally pretty right on this stuff. Okay, I'm gonna give it just a few seconds here because she is chatting. She does. She did say okay, and so I know she's listening. <laughs> I think we've got a few second take delay here. So let me see if she has any uh, follow up. Um, oh, she said there is a man that she likes a lot who is younger than me, very tall, much younger than me. So, <laughs> uh, um, does she want to know if that's the guy? I'm just assuming. Uh, uh, I think so. Let's see if she responds and she is real-timing it. <laughs> this is interesting. Chat relay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, 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 hold on. <laughs> see here if she comes back with anything. What we'll probably do is go ahead and circle on to the next caller and we can have come back. Ian yeah, no reach out to you, you know, uh, and I will monitor mm-hmm. the chat room to continue going. So uh, in the meantime here, let me bring another caller on the air. And this is caller, uh, area code 256. What's your name? Tony. Hey, Tony. Hello. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. I'm so glad you called this evening. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm glad I hear. This is your first time reading, right? Yeah, this is my first time ever, ever reading. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Far away. Well, I got a question about uh, something I've been pondering on. Uh, dealing with some paperwork and some important paperwork, dealing with my future and my health. Okay. And I have I I have high energy, and whenever I start to focus on something, sometimes it overwhelms me. I have to take a break. But I've been taking a break on this right here for a while. Normally, when I do that, usually the the, the pieces fall together. You know, when I go okay. back at it. And so right now, I've been like on a, like a little siesta because. Is very serious, and I take things to the stream when I get focused on it. So I had to get some help. I hadn't had no one to help me. Do you see anybody in my future that's going to come in and help me deal with this paperwork? Okay, let me see. So what I'm getting here is um, I don't know if this is work-related or, or how exactly this is um, connected to your life per se, but what they're saying is there is people out there that can help you with this paperwork. Um, you're going to have to look for them, though. So I, and they're showing me a computer, so I don't know if it's looking um, – if you're, you know, like I said, if you're going to hire somebody to help you or if there's just somebody that you can reach out. I'd reach out via computer, though, is what they're showing me. So I don't know if, um, if you have any uh, – I don't know, like on Facebook, if you want to put out a message there, but you're going to have to look for this person. It's not going to fall in your lap. So whatever it is with the paperwork, um, you're going to have to look for them. But there's there's more than one person. I'm getting three people out there that can probably help you with this. So 
there is options is what I'm trying to say, but you have to look for it. And like I said, they're still showing me a computer, so there, it has something to do with that, and I think that's what you're looking for, it, unless um, unless this is computer work, but it sounds like paperwork from what you described. Um, does, that, does that help you out, give you a little direction, or do you want a follow-up question on that? Um, well, pre- pretty much you kind of answered. I kind of had a roundabout, uh, but what I'm, what I'm having a problem, I don't deal with computers. Uh, I, don't, I don't deal with computers that much. And what I'm, I'm having a problem is basically dealing with computers. So you pretty much hear it on the head. It's something that I'm going to have to boil down and do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, uh, or, let, me, or, let me go up and see if we can get you a, a little more advice on that, okay? All right. All right, so what they're showing me, they're showing me a younger a younger um, fella. Like I said, I don't know if this guy's a family member or not, but he's a younger fella, uh, kind of light-skinned, black, um, short hair. But he is, I mean, with lack of a better word, he's kind of a computer nerd. Like he knows computers. So I don't know how you're going to find this kid um, exactly, but he he is willing to help you, and he's young. I'm going to say like he's in his teens. So this might be a kid that you can throw a couple bucks to help you with this. Um, but he loves computers. It's his thing. Oh. So, um, But once again, it's not going to fall in your lap. So you're going to have to reach out to try to find this kid. Put the word out to everybody you know if they have a son that is, um, you know, might want to give you a hand with some computer work or something like that to help you out. You know, Do you know anybody that's good with computers? Something like that I think is your best bet to try to find this young man because uh, – that seems to be the guy that, that really, really, truly could help you. And I want to say that his name starts with an L. Uh, could it be last name or um, or an, even a nickname, but I, want, I keep seeing an L. So uh, like a Lawrence maybe, possibly, Lawrence. Um, anyway, if that, that might click a little bit later. So if that gives you – hopefully that gives you some direction. All right. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, thank you for calling, Tony, and having your question on the air. I appreciate that. Um, I do want to say that uh, in the chat room, Nick, uh, okay. Anne said that there there is one that is younger that she likes a lot, but he's uh, just recently met them that he's like 17 years younger than her. So she was a little concerned but she wanted to know if this would be the relationship that is coming in the future, I think, versus the one that okay. she first asked about. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's try to um, – I'm getting the feeling it's not that guy per se, but let's let's see what this is all about. Give me one sec. So this is uh, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, so the the young man that we're talking about, the very tall young man, it's not the guy that they were talking about. This really nice relationship coming is not him per se, but she might meet him through this young man. So um, hmm. getting to know this guy might not be a bad idea. I'm not saying I'd start a relationship with him. I don't think that's what we want. Um, you know, other than a friendly relationship. Um, 
but I think he could even be related to this young man. I, I really do kind of feel that strong way about that. So um, that might be end up how you, she actually meets this guy is maybe through, uh, through a mutual friend such as this young man. So, and I feel like that because that height, that height means something. This other, uh, I see this young man, like she said, that's really tall. This other guy's not quite that tall, but he could be a relative. I mean, I really do believe that. So um, at least that's the kind of feel I'm getting dragged toward. Um, so I think that um, pursuing a friendly relationship with this young man is a good idea, and I think that um, there will be other opportunities because of that. Okay. Well, thank you for reading. That was very interesting, and thank you for requesting through the chat room. Uh, I hope you found it helpful, and if you do want to go deeper, I would definitely encourage you to contact Nick for a private session offline. It seems like you've got that uh, good connection to the love gods there, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you can always bring them through, Joel. That's the way to do it. You know, if you're ever having trouble with a reading, just go straight to the love guide. They know everything that's going down. And that's something that people may not be aware of. Could you explain real briefly then about like the various guides that people have? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the way I like to explain it is we all have these random thoughts in our head and you'll know these thoughts that because they literally come out of nowhere and they're not your thoughts. I mean, it, they make because they really do come out of nowhere. You'll be thinking, you'll be driving along thinking about something, and a thought will pop in your head. Well, that's not necessarily you. That's your guides, and everybody has a bunch of different spirit guides. Everybody has a love guide. Everybody has a main spirit guide, which a life guide that, that controls the rest of your guides. Now, some of your guides can be um, you know, relatives of yours, parents, grandparents, etc. Um, they could even be uh, other aspects of you in another life. That's something that a lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one of my guides is a Japanese uh, samurai, and he's me in another life. <laughs> so <laughs> they're there to help you. They're really there to help you. You have fin- Some people have financial guides. Everybody has a love guide. I know I can tell you that. Everybody has a health guide. Um, my mom's health guide is a doctor um, mm-hmm. that smokes cigarettes from like the 30s. So <laughs> it's pretty ironic. <laughs> But what I'm saying is everybody has – and us mediums and, um, and, uh, as well as psychics, we have metaphysical guides. Um, we have mm-hmm. protector guides. You have uh, um, a lot of people um, uh, have an angel or sometimes even a celestial as a protection guide. So when you start going mm-hmm. – um, searching further and you start looking um, and with your meditations, you can meet some of these guides. And when you can hear them talking to you, um, sometimes in different voices you can really get some serious um, help. You don't – well, when you get to that point, I guess you don't really need a reading from a medium because you can talk to your guides. And I encourage everybody to seek that out just because it's so much it's, – it's like having a whole team of people helping you out with your life and, and directing you on this path as best as possible. It's, it really is truly – if you can do that, it will help you so much more. So I always encourage people to at least notice that those thoughts that pop in your head from time to time. And that, I, that's I and, and your love guides can help you out. You know, I mean, it's amazing what they what they really can do because they can see uh, the future and they can kind of guide you on your path as best as possible. Now, some things you just have to go through. You know, that heartbreak right. that you had, you had to go through that to get to where you're at. Sometimes you have to go through two or three or more relationships to get to that one. 
because you had to learn mm-hmm. and you have to experience mm-hmm. certain things. So yeah, you can't always avoid all the bad stuff, but they can certainly help you with certain things. Yeah, I had to giggle because every time I think about that, uh, the guides, I think about there used to be this, I think, Verizon or Sprint commercial where the guy was walking around with his phone and then there was a whole little team of million people following around <laughs> yeah, behind following him, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. who's that? He's like, well, that's my network, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind <laughs> yeah, of like yeah, our yeah. spiritual guy network. <laughs> You're right. It's, it is your network. It's the people that are – you know, we all have what we call soul contracts. Um, you know, we, we sign up for certain things, in other words, in this life that we're supposed to experience before we come into it. And they that is pretty much their guidelines to guide you through the life is they have to follow your spirit contract as, as, um, as best as they can. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. you wouldn't achieve what you were set out to achieve in this life. So right. um, that's – but you're right. You're absolutely right. That's your network. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> But I have one more caller who's on the line this evening for the reading portion, and this is caller from the 404. Who am I talking with? Hey, it's Monica. Hey. Hey, Hey, how are you? you? I'm (laughs) doing fine, you know. Appreciate it, appreciate it. And good to, I was, I've been enjoying the whole show. Really appreciate you, little brother. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know now, Monica. You've been to the, the elevation stations, and I believe you probably had readings from Bo before. And yes. I know yes. that you're part of the Good Vibe Tribe on Facebook because you commented about mm-hmm. Nick's upcoming show on the Facebook page yesterday. So yes. I appreciate you yes. being a part of the community and passing the word around about the show because I always have a couple people who are like, Monica told me to tune in. So <laughs> I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. That's what I want to do, share that good information, that positive energies, so like it can be contagious. Everybody get a little bit, you know, elaborate higher. So, yeah, I did have a couple. I had, I think, two, one or two readings with um, Bo that were excellent, most excellent. So, yes. What would you like to know? What can I, how can I help you with that? You know, the, um, the, you know, as I was sitting here thinking about the reading, and I'm like, I can go a couple different ways here. But I, but the thing is, I know I'm going through a process right now, okay. and I'm not quite enjoying it. But I know there's a reason behind it, so I'm being open with. So my question is, kind of, whatever they say, okay. And really, basically, is um, is my my independence and flexibility getting ready to change anytime soon, especially financially, being okay. able to regain right. my independence. Okay. Well, let me give me a couple minutes, and we'll see what they say. Okay. It's one of the times you hear the dun 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 dun, <laughs> like the Jeff. The little Jeopardy song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You had that feeling, you know, I know a couple of my guys are smart mouths. So. This is really interesting. Uh, they're showing me symbolism. 
So they basically showed me um, – it's, it's the only way I really know how to describe it. It's like the old cartoons with the coyote and the uh, roadrunner. You know, there's always a cliff that they fall off of. Uh, it, they're showing me the cliff, and they said, you're not going to fall off the cliff. So uh, you might be worrying a little too much. And they showed it like uh, where the cliff is. Uh, there's no drop-off anymore. It's raising and that you are climbing it. So whatever you're doing, you're climbing out of it is what I feel like. So – as far as the fi- and this is this is financial right here. As far as your financial independence and stuff like that, you're starting to climb out of it. I think. Now let me give you give me another second, and I'll try to give you more of a timeline, a little more detail, and we'll see if we can um, give you something to look forward to. I don't know, Joe. Is that the um, bonus question that you get the music for? <laughs> it's the final Jeopardy. Oh, okay. It's the final Jeopardy. Oh, I thought it was it's the final, not the bonus. Okay, so like I said, once once again, this is in. Uh, we're talking about um, finances. We're just going to stick with this for now, and, and then we'll go on to any other questions. Um, we're looking at timelines. The, the basically, they're saying the climb starts now. So whatever um, difficult situation, you're going to have to really dig down and kind of get yourself out of it. Um, it's, and that's what I think they're showing me is climbing is because it's going to take some work. So I don't think it will be easy, but I don't think it will be anything you can't handle. Um, and it is coming out. You're, you're going to come out of it. Come first of the year, you're going to really be climbing is what they're saying. So whatever your work is or the financial woes that you're in, I think are going to be clear, start clearing up towards the beginning of the year. And within six months, you should be independent, uh, financially independent. Now, that being said, I don't think this is something, I think this is something that's going to take some work. I think it's going to take a lot of discipline as far as um, with your bills and stuff like that. So when it comes to that, kind of buckle down, start buckling down, start practicing um, saving your money and, just you know, budging yourself to the T if you got to for for a little while, and that's how you can, it's going to help you climb out of it even more. So um, that's kind of what they're showing me around um, when it comes to your finances. Now, we do we want to look at other aspects of your life as well while we're here. Well, I'm kind of one of those open people. Whatever that's coming okay, up, let's do I'm kind of. Yeah, okay. Let's just see what comes through because I'm sure they, they sound like they got some stuff to say. So give me a give me a couple minutes. Oh, I'll always. So the first thing they're mentioning is your love life. Uh, I guess your love God coming through right away, which is funny because the most of the, the, the two things everybody seems to want to know is um, love life and finance and career. But um, are you in a relationship right now? Yes. Oops. Okay. Wait a minute. Um, yes. Okay. All right. So they're saying that the, I don't think it'll be long that you'll be in another relationship, to be honest. Uh, they're saying opportunity is is ringing at your door, and they're showing me a doorbell. So, and there's there's something big that's going to happen around first of the year. So I don't know if you're getting a new job or if you're going to be hanging out with new people, but you're going to meet somebody else. Now I'm not saying that um, 
to dump your boyfriend or this relationship. And I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not going to tell you that because you have to make your own decisions there. Um, but I will say this, there is another relationship coming for you. Now, whether you take that Avenue or not, that isn't, that is completely up to you. Um, I've even told people that and they've been married and they're like, well, I'm married and they've come back six months later and they weren't, but that's not my, that's not what I'm telling you to do. This is uh, a decision for you to make. So what I'm saying is there is when the relationship, um, and the love life, there is more opportunity coming towards you. Whether you, what you choose to do with it is definitely up to you. Okay, so uh, you have to make your own choices on that. I can't, I can't tell you exactly what to do. But mm-hmm. the, your love guide's coming through pretty strong, though, and I, I feel like there's a very strong relationship um, coming. So, uh, and it's something, it's first of the year. I mean, they're showing me a lot of stuff going on first of the year. So, uh, be aware. Well, it's, it's significant this year because this is the year I turn fifty. So okay. and there were certain things that I had put in the atmosphere that was supposed to be going on when I got to that age. And I did not realize in putting that out there that there were certain things that were going to have to happen in order for that to manifest. So that's why I'm saying yes. I know I'm going through a process. But yeah, and and well, I mean to be honest with you, the, your our whole lives are processes. <laughs> some are yeah. a little bit rougher than others. In other words, let me um let me check with them one more thing. I want to give you some advice on, but let me let me check and see if this is going to be right for you. So give me one second. Okay. Okay. So um, do you manifest? Yeah. Manifest for things to happen. Now, what I mean by that, there's a lot. Of, everybody manifests a little bit differently. Would you um, Would you mind telling me how you do manifest? Because there's a technique that I use that I think actually will help you. Um, some people manifest through prayer, um, which is ne- is always a good thing. Um, how do you manifest? If you don't mind me asking. Um, it's a little complicated because. I learned two different ways, and I didn't know I knew two different ways, so I kind of, sometimes I can, in heightened emotions, I can speak something, and I know I have to be careful because I'll manifest, but it's usually in high emotions depending on if it's, you know, I'm good with not manifesting while I'm in an angry state. I learned my lesson with that. Okay, because the I, other ones are usually you know, um, love related. Okay, t- I mean, I, I, how about this? Okay, I, I'm, I'm, this is going to be, this is probably a more stronger way to manifest because you're already good at manifesting. Um, even uh, on, on a scale from one to ten, ten being a master manifesting, which I mean that you can think of something and it instantly happening. Uh, I, I feel like you're only like an eight. Like you really, it comes natural. So I want you to try this. I want you to try. Um, when you do you men uh do you meditate at all yeah, n- not on a scheduled basis but I'm the kind of person I can be sitting somewhere and kind of go right in or even okay, if well, it's for a couple seconds and then pop out kind of thing let's let's take because some I, time because I I learned to listen so yeah as I said it's let's complicated and right now I got a lot of time on my hands so I'm like Okay, then really? that's even better. So what I mean by take some time, I mean I'm, you don't have to take but 10 minutes to 15 minutes a day. But what, what you're manifesting, I want you to um, 
just whenever you feel like it. Now, when you get the feeling on each day, you know, just ask question ahead, should I manifest today or not, and see a yes or a no, or just go with your feelings. So this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you start meditating, open up your chakras. Open up your crown chakra. Open up your third eye. Then open up your uh, throat, your heart. Go all the way down your body to your solar plex and then your root chakra. Now, whatever you want, I want you to imagine a big ball of energy right in front of you. Um, and then watch energy come from your chakras into this ball. And it's, it all depends on what you want. If you want love, you know, take some heart energy out and some root chakra out. If you want money, use your root chakra. Whatever you feel comfortable using, take energy from your body into this ball. And then I want you to ask an angel to escort this up to source and to God. And he'll take that and put it where it needs to be. And that right there is a very powerful technique that I use to manifest. Um, a lot of times I see the energy going up, I'll go with it. And once it goes to God, he blesses it, and it goes out like lightning. And I can even see it go down straight to Georgia, <laughs> which is where we're at. So – what I'm saying is in your manifesting, set your intentions and the energy there, but also mm-hmm. be specific in your intentions. So say you want more money, right? You want to be more independent. You want more money, say, from your work. Say that I want work to pay me more money, I want it, you know, and I want it within this time to this time for this manifesting. So what I'm saying is the more specific you are, the universe will see that, and it will translate that. So uh, try that. Give that a shot, like I said. And it, you know, it can be real easy. It can be real simple. Put yourself in a nice meditative state. Make sure your body is completely relaxed. Feel your chakras opening. And then set your intention. Intention is everything. Even if you're doing – whether you're doing a reading or you're manifesting or whatever you're doing, set your intention that, hey, this is what I want. And once you put it out there in the universe, but make sure that ball of energy is escorted by an angel. That's very important. Because it will be snatched by by negative energy. All right. Any questions on that? Nope. I, I got. Thank you. I got that one. I mean, you know, <laughs> okay. well, I'm, um, I've, I've, I've been saying you. I was going to get more routine. Yeah. So this is just another thing yeah. of getting more and more routine. Yeah, and, and you don't um, have to even do it once a day. Just do it whenever you really feel like it. But but do that specifically and make take you know 15 minutes out of your day and get in a nice quiet room. And make that happen because that's going to make that manifesting um, so much stronger. And eventually – and don't get discouraged if you don't see it all right away because it will come to you. Because the more – if you believe in it, it makes it that much stronger, and it really will come. Because I manifest all the time, and I'm really starting to see the real fruits of it coming uh, fast, much faster. And that's a technique I use. But like I said, do not get discouraged. Just keep the faith. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's a process. I've been writing and channeling through my writing great, but I don't pay mm-hmm. bills. And right now I'm just, I've usually been, I've always been an independent person, took care of my family, this and the other. And this last couple of years, it's been a struggle of me learn having to depend on others, and I don't like that. So I'm over that. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, and I don't want to, and I, and at the same time, spiritually, you know, awakening and certain things and learning more things about my gifts and this, that, and the other. So it hasn't been 
a waste of time. It's just that that financial thing part there, right there. I it's like, can we do this at the same time, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I know what you or, mean. It's, <laughs> it's it's difficult. Yeah. Um, I've had some of the toughest trials I've ever had since I moved to Atlanta, and um, we're going to go through those years where things are tough, and you know, but there's always light in the tunnel. That I just want you to know. You know, what's really funny is I don't really draw a whole lot. Um, there's a lot of people do it when they're reading. For some reason, I keep drawing an M <laughs> with my finger. <laughs> I, just, I just yeah, like I don't even normally do that, and I just realized I was doing it. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, don't worry. Things are going to get better. I really do see you pulling out of this towards the end of the year. Okay, so um, but it's not going to be easy. So just you know, buckle down, and um, something something financially is going to come up for you. Now, well, I don't know whether any with your manifesting. It could come in a lot of different ways. A lot of people manifest money, but they don't realize that it could be your bills could just be lower one one month, and they don't realize. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, this is not really working. Trust me, it'll work. Um, you just have to keep at it and keep the faith, and I think you're going to be just fine. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. You have a nice night. Um, Thanks thank for calling in, Monica, and for all of your support. Appreciate you. Nick, this has been a wonderful show. The time flies by when you're having fun, and that's (laughs) true. You've really given a lot of wisdom and very helpful tips to everyone today from, you know, the meditation exercises you spoke about, talking about past life, um, you know, regressions and, and how to receive that information and becoming aware of the communications that you're receiving psychically. I think it's Absolutely. very inspiring that you're so young, and you know, in terms of your, your journey. Uh, many of the readers and stuff that I encounter are 40-plus, you know, so you do tend to be <laughs> yeah. on the young side of the spectrum. And, uh, you know, the fact that you are... Um, you know, so open about it, especially as a, a man. That's also something that I'm excited about. And I think that more men, like you said, men have intuition too. It's not just feminine intuition or mother's intuition. <laughs> it's something that we all have. So, you know, I you appreciate know, I, you sharing your story. Know, don't know why that is because you, and you're right that there is a lot more by far more female um, or feminine guys, and I'm neither. But uh, yeah, so that so I guess we are. Me and my brother are a bit of a rarity. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. If uh, yeah, we should definitely get together and do a gallery. That's gonna be that should be a lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, are you teaching anywhere yourself yet? Yeah, it's funny that you said that. I was just about to mention, uh, it won't be long. I think next year me and my brother are going to start teaching uh, mediumship courses. Um, so okay. it won't be too much longer. I think we will. Uh, we're going to kind of get get our system down a little bit more um, from what we've learned. Uh, but we'll also teach um, – we want to teach you know, your basic psychic development, but we also want to teach um, advanced courses and, and mediumship as well. So mm-hmm. it won't be long. We will we'll be uh we'll be out there trying to help everybody get it right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, awesome. I definitely will keep an eye out for that. And I encourage everyone to check out the Vibrarian page on Facebook because you will see connections to Nick and Bo and other people who've been on the show and if uh, classes. If you are uh, able to offer your classes as part of the Vibrary course catalog, I would love for that to happen as well because I'm all about spreading the information that is contained in each of us as part of the tree of knowledge, you know. And Absolutely. so I just love that I get to connect with people like yourself and to hear your story. Um, if anyone wants to catch tonight's episode, it will be available still on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, in a week or two, it will come up on the YouTube channel so that you can share the links out. And, of course, being that it's a two-hour episode, sometimes people have to pause and come back to it. But if they made it this far, they've already gone through the 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 time as it is. But uh, you'll definitely see this out on the Vibrarian page, Nick, in the coming weeks. And I'm just so appreciative of you spending your time this evening and sharing, you know, about your story in terms of coming into your psychic gifts and abilities. And I'm grateful for people like you who are trying to help other people come into more of a balance in their lives and find the answers that they're seeking through their loved ones and through their guidance that comes through for them. The fact that you're, uh, you know, making yourself available to be that messenger for people who need to receive those messages is something that I personally am grateful for and thank you for. Well, I appreciate that. I just, uh, you know, it's something I love doing. You know, it's real fun. Like you said, it time flies when we're having fun. So I could talk about this stuff for days and days and days. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you having me. Well, if anyone wants to reach out to Nick again, his phone number is. Uh, you want to give your number out again? Sure, it's eight four three four one two five zero five seven, and you can just send me a text, and we can set up something. Okay. And I thank all of you for joining me for the Psychic Inside Show. We'll be back on Tuesday evening for another episode of the show and another interview. And also I'll be back on Thursday night. I'm not sure what the topic is going to be this week, probably just an update of the spiritual and conscious news that we're going through, the 1010 gateway that happened today, all of the uh, moon energy that's about, and we're getting ready to move into the end of the year with some major energies. I want to keep you all up to date on that, so I hope you'll join me back on Thursday evening for the Vibrarian Show. And in the meantime, I hope that you receive all of the blessings that are waiting there for you to drop down and fill you up to overflowing so that it spills out to the world around you. The light in me absolutely honors the light in you. And until next time, namaste.